Are you looking to level up your author business? Are you pounding your head against a wall, wondering what your next step should be? Then join me, Daniel Wilcox. And me, Sasha Black, as we haul ass each week in a bid to level up. Level up. Come along for the ride as we delve deep into the business of writing, craft, entrepreneurship, and every level of the author journey. This is the Next Level Author Podcast. Hello, Achievers, and welcome to episode number 38 of the Next Level Author Podcast, a podcast where we hold each other to account and we track our step-by-step progress as we level up our author business. My name is Daniel Wilcox, and here with me every week is... Sasha Black. Sup, Sasha. How you doing? Well, I'm delightful, but you... Not you can so dive much. into this, aren't you? like straight away, <laughs> oh, straight off the bat. Of course, Sally. Yeah. You how are you? Should I shout? How's I'm, the head? I'm fine. I don't know what you're talking about. I uh <laughs> I, I feel good. I had a fantastic night's sleep. I'm rested, like I'm just ready to conquer the day. Liar, liar, pants on fire. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm hungover. <laughs> uh no, not even not even proper hungover, just tired. Just tired. Me and uh so for people who are unaware the boot camp attendees for december we had a little christmas bash on zoom last night that ran from eight o'clock until four o'clock in the morning in which we just played games chatted spoke all things writing drank probably drank a bit too much um and people who listen to the show regularly will know that i generally go to bed quite early so i am suffering a little today but it's fine because as of tomorrow i'm going to be taking nine days off sweet fucking jesus i Uh cannot believe you are taking that much time off i am Uh so proud of you right now well wait until i've actually done it first um but yeah no so i predict you last three days before you open your laptop (laughs) so this is this is this is my caveat because i the, the nine days itself i don't mind if i write as long as it's something that is bringing me joy and it's a conscious choice as, a, as opposed to feeling like an obligation because obviously there's an element of there's, there's a difference between going i should work on this because this will get me ahead and me going i'm really really inspired and i just want to write something yeah they're two very very different things so i'm i'm not i think last time i took like a short break i just went off the computer and i didn't turn it on pretty much at all mm-hmm. whereas this one it's 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 whatever i'm just i'm just it's whatever it's whatever just <laughs> it's that is the same kind of break that i will be taking yeah so there might be elements of uh doing bits and pieces but it will only be really bits that like bring me joy and things that i want to do as opposed to any kind of strict guideline or whatever but yeah so i i'm very much looking forward to it how how has your week been though now that you passed a buck onto me and ruined my attempt at just trying to be sprightly and <laughs> whiz past the fact that I'm tired. I have to say, you do look fresher than you did about an hour ago. So whatever you did to get yourself hyped up for this, I am super impressed. A um, little bit of uh, arm spinning, a little bit of head shaking. I, If I ever record hungover, you will not get the same level of positivity Ooh. and enthusiasm from me. I'll be Ideas. honest right now. Um, okay, so... My week has been good. My son was at school for a whole four days this week uh, before they then broke up for um, Christmas. And those are the only four days he will be at school this week. So I I wrote a massive to-do list and I looked at it and I was like, do you know what? I want to actually just achieve something in this week. And most of my list- achieve. 
oh stop it and most of my list was like admin and business stuff and marketing and I was like do you know what like I just I need to do something creative and I need to like this was my year of finishing shit and I wanted to finish something so um I didn't take the smallest project. I took a fucking great big project. I took a book uh, tray, which needed editing and I edited it, the whole thing in four days, which um, I'm sure some people will be like, oh, that's ages. I edited a book in a day, but I am not a fast reader and I am not a fast editor. And uh, it's 85,000 words. And it was, it was intense trying to get it edited because it was the first big edit. Uh, so there were rewrites. I probably wrote about, I don't know, five to 7,000 words, like it, as well as like doing the editing. So it was intense and I am so, so happy I edited this book um, because I, it, it has been a horrendous blocker for me for the longest time. And I have decided that is for two reasons. The first reason is because um, somebody said something to me. In fact, more than one person said the same kind of thing um and it really got into my head and prevented me from writing fiction um and the second reason is because um as I have been writing this series over such a long period of time my writing has developed and so now I have to write in an old style which is fine um but I don't want to be writing like that anymore and so it's hard for me to, I could never be a ghostwriter for this reason. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm just trying to come to terms with the fact that this series isn't the best series it's, it could ever be. You know, it is pulp fiction rather than being, you know, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, it is like a guilty ple pleasure young adult fantasy and that's fine. I just have to accept it and move on. Anyway, I got the fucking thing done. I edited it. And now um, after this, I will be sending it to my critique partner. And so job done, jobs are good in. And now over Christmas, I am going to be working on something I really want to work on, which is The Scent of Death, which I'm super excited for. A huge congratulation. Thanks, the, buddy. Just a single congratulation, not two. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. The the book that nearly broke Sasha is done. Yeah. Well, let's not say done. It's it's edited. Progressed. It, yeah. Nearing yeah. the finish line. It um, is definitely nearing the finish line. Yeah, and we will note for listeners um, just a bit of a teaser for next week's episode because we we've been batch recording um, just to cover us over Christmas. And I think in next week's episode, you mentioned about having not finished Trey. So there might yeah. be a couple of uh, timeline inconsistencies, but yeah. overall it should it should flow through and be fine. Yeah. Um, How was your week? yeah exhausting I'll, I'm, I'm not gonna bs like exhausting it's been one thing that i'm putting into action for next year which um just will be infinitely helpful is just reducing the amount of evenings i'm working because it's one i used to be okay at managing in the evenings but ever since i got into my morning routines and started you know you have a kid and you get up earlier and all that kind of stuff i just i just don't do well in evenings anymore and having podcast record i've been doing boot camps in the evening i've been having sort of like meetings and other other things i'm just at a point in which i then it then, it then takes me ages to wind down and it really really affects my my cool down time at the end of the day because i start early and my head doesn't switch off until the last thing's done mm. so um this week i've had every evening something um on one evening i, I had a, a triple booking because i'm an idiot uh and had to deal with that conflict but because of that well I say because of that I'm now at a point in which as of to as of last night that was my last my last evening thing and I'm like when I when I went full-time 
or when you go full time, you have the opportunity to create the boundaries <laughs> and the life that you want. And I'm at the point now where just my evenings, 99% of the time, I just want them to be mine because, you know, I used to make a lot of allowances to get different guests on, on my podcast because obviously time differences and stuff. But um, with the other hosts, it's very, very helpful in reducing the amount of time I have to put into that. And I can be a lot more specific with the guests I choose. And a lot of the guests that I do have on now can meet in the daytime. Mm. So um, I, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to some rest tonight because I am just beyond i am beyond i i've not felt this tired in don't know don't know but i'm still getting stuff done which is cool um and i'm very much looking forward to the break so that was my week what's what's one thing you've enjoyed this week so i am going to choose two things nope. as always <laughs> to break the rules uh, so the first one is really weird it is salted caramel sports protein peanut butter so i am i have been fasting um and i'm trying to lose weight and not succeeding well yeah um i ate too many carbs yesterday so definitely put on a pound slash two this morning but anyway they'll come off um so yeah i'm trying to lose weight and um so one of the things that I have taken from when I used to do body sculpting is the sports peanut butter because it is so delicious and I'm trying very hard not to eat sugar. And as a result, like I need something, <laughs> some joy in my life. And so I've gone back to um, having just like one spoon, small spoon of peanut butter every day. Um, and it is super sweet, but it's got like no crap in it. No, like, um, obviously there is fat in it because it's peanuts, but it's good fats and it's like really pure. There's no like palm oil or anything in it. And they have sweetened it with something that is a Spartan free and whatever. Anyway, it's really good quality stuff fucking expensive as well um but it is so good and <laughs> i actually choose it over sweets and chocolate so but i just have to be careful i have to make sure i'm exercising because obviously it's got a lot of calories in it mm -hmm. um so that's the first one and the second one is one of our uh, patrons yanni jade is super fucking talented and uh after our patreon live she went away and created uh, digital pop funkos of me and you and oh they're amazing my god they're they so are good off the fucking chart they are absolutely spectacular and um I, I was just like so honored and like super excited to see them. And maybe we can ask her whether or not she would allow us to show them or post mm -hmm. them or something. I don't know, obviously like she holds the copyright to them, but um, yeah, if she will let us, then hopefully we can put those into this uh, episode. So yes, yes, those are my two things. Oh, they're so, 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 so good. Um, so good. I'm just, I'm just, I will, for people watching on the video, I will pop them in now. So if I'm talking, which I am, they're there. <laughs> <laughs> if we're allowed we better i was, I was doing well with energy levels i'm already thinking it's fine um so yeah definitely the the pop funkos was one of the things that i massively enjoyed because I'm, I'm, I'm a big, a big collector of those anyway i have loads of uh, funko pop vinyl figures and I'd lo i love the idea i actually went down the rabbit hole of just working out if i could find anywhere where we could 3d print something and like maybe paint it or i, I don't know i want it to i need one on my shelf i need them <laughs> um but my thing that i've enjoyed so 
it, it, it comes back in a roundabout way to, so I've been batching episodes for The Great Writer's Share, and I have a Christmas episode that is scheduled with Luke Condor, who is my original writing partner. Uh, he's a co-director of Pork and Cleaver, like he's a good friend of mine. And we, we went down a bit of a rabbit hole of talking about Rocket League, which I don't know if you're aware of it or if you've ever heard of it, but it's essentially um, football with cars. And it's a, so, so the long, the long history of it is it originally came out on like the PS3 as a game called Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket Powered Battle Cars. And then when the PS4 came out and it came to that system and became like a whole esports phenomenon, it, it changed its name to Rocket League. But um, there are different modes, you different play, but all of this to say that I've just been, that's like one of the ways that I've been winding down a lot is just trying to spend five, 10 minutes just on a, a small match of Rocket League. And I've played it a lot on and off over the past two or three years. And I am proud to say that this week I did get to Platinum Division One, albeit for like one game. And I ended up battling uh, against the last season's tournament winner and not doing too badly. So um, you, it's one of those games where you really like, I'm going to be crap at it today because you need to be like, it's quick, it's concentration, it's uh, reflexes. But it's just a fun game. Um, and I think it's free as well to download on PlayStation, Xbox, PC and Switch. So it's, yeah, just a bit of fun. Just a bit of something I've been been enjoying. Um, weekly confessional, Sasha will do an audio booth test run. I did. I did it this morning. Uh, I, oh God, it was a bit of a nightmare. Sorry, I'm just putting Vaseline on my lips because my mouth's getting dry. Um, yeah, so it was a bit of a nightmare because I put on... Um, so I don't know if you remember, but I lost a piece of metal, which um, my your mic needs to sit on in the booth in order for me to be able to record. So I spent two months trying to chase down this bit of fucking metal, which a week before it ended up. So the first one that arrived was wrong. Then um, a week before it finally came, my wife found an alternative because I had been searching and not found one. Um, and so I then attached that and that was fine that worked when the piece of metal then finally came well no so this morning i i had the alternative on which worked i put the one on that i had been searching for <laughs> the fucking thing doesn't fit i was like oh my god after all of this it didn't fucking fit so now i'm using the alternative um, the one that my wife found in the end after all of that drama. Anyway, suffice to say, I then recorded for like 10 minutes. What an idiot. Why didn't I just record like a two minute segment? But anyway, I recorded for 10 minutes. The fucking thing wasn't using my mic. So it didn't oh. pick up anything that I was recording. I was gutted because like, I really like, I'm not gonna lie, I smashed it. I did really well. Like there were like hardly <laughs> any mistakes. Like I had proper audio voice on, like it was fantastic. And um, <laughs> it didn't record. Um, so then I had to do it again and I recorded two different tests. I played around with the gain, uh, which is just like something that determines volume at which it records. Um, yeah, the gain is there as well, yay. <laughs> mm, thanks Atlas, that's, that's lovely, thank you, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> breaking news. Uh, anyway, so long story short, I've done two test recordings. I've recorded silence to test for the silence as well. And um, so far it has been rejected by ACX. So I have not, I have done test recordings. So I achieve the um, 
task, but I have not got the settings correct yet. So I'm still, I'm gonna have to go back and try again. Um, and I, I think honestly, I might just wait till January. Uh, please God that, that kids go back to school. And then I can, I will, I think what I'm gonna do is spend my morning energy doing it or no, mm. Mm, or maybe my afternoon energy, maybe my afternoon energy, I'm not sure. Anyway, I am, now I have taken away the fear of doing it. I feel ready to do it. And I just, I, I struggle sometimes starting things that are big and scary, so. There you go. Uh, my one was Dan is going to schedule everything so he can take a week off over Christmas, which I don't know where you're going to take this because there is a loophole in the <laughs> confessional. And just remember how tired I am and how much I love you. Um, <laughs> so in setting this task, here's, here's the kicker for people <laughs> who are wondering. Dan is going to schedule everything so he can take a week off over Christmas. I have scheduled eight episodes of Great Writer Share. Uh, six of those, no, nine episodes of Great Writer Share. Um, six of those are bonus episodes I'm putting out between Christmas and New Year. That's all scheduled and sorted. In order to achieve this task, I have to schedule the episode we're currently recording, as well as the episode that precedes this one. Now, also... I'm going to schedule everything so I can take a week off over Christmas. Technically, this is my final working day. So in making sure I schedule them by the end of today, which would be the deadline, I have also passed this thing. But, but I know that you're you? I know that you're 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 very much a stickler for rules. Um but I think Well, so here's the thing. I believe I've completed it. Last time <laughs> I had a, um, this, the only reason I failed is because of a, a loophole is, is why I failed that task. So what was I it? I can't remember now. I can't remember, but it was, it was like some wording loophole fuck up. Um, I, you know, whatever it was, but, um, so I feel like you failed because you did not think about the, um, wording of the task. However, I'm feeling generous today. So instead of saying you failed, I'm gonna put it to a vote. Okay? Yeah, is that any different? <laughs> well, it just means that <laughs> oh, I feel so evil. Um, we're gonna put it to a vote and we're gonna see whether or not our lovely patrons feel like you passed. So okay. we're, we're gonna put this in, in the Patreon. It's just for patrons to vote. Like that's one of the benefits of being a patron. You get extra, extra evil points. And uh, we're gonna see what our patrons think. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'll let you have your moment. Um... I'm all, I'm all hot and sweaty. But yeah, otherwise, all done. Uh, <laughs> just a reminder for people who are wanting to enter the next Level Authors um, Level Up Challenge, we asked you guys a couple of weeks ago, what have you been putting off and what are you going to have achieved and done by the end of January? Um, we've got loads of people committing to doing something towards their author business, personal life, health, all that kind of stuff over on the Facebook group. Um, so if you want to get involved, um, there are prizes for the people that smash their goals and we're going to pull out uh, one person to get a 30-minute coaching call with myself, uh, one person to get a 30-minute consulting call with Sasha, and a runner-up is going to receive a signed copy of the Anatomy of Prose. Mm -hmm. So that's all over at facebook.com slash groups slash Next Level Authors. 
We should also add that I have changed my task. So originally I was saying I was going Let's to do... Let's put this to a vote. No, <laughs> no. I'm just changing it because it makes I'm business right, yeah. sense. Um, so yeah, I originally was going to do work on my reader funnel and reader magnets, but I have decided that I think audio is more important. So I need to be working on my audio book by the end of January. Beautiful. Um, just a reminder for people who want to get more from this show, uh, you can do so and support the show over at patreon.com forward slash next level authors. And we have a new patron this week, Charlotte Wyatt. Hello and welcome to the Rowdy Rabble. Um, and we also had our Patreon Q&A the Monday just gone, which was fun. Uh, it was like, what, an hour and 20 minutes of just chatting with uh, our awesome patrons and learning more about their author lives, what they're up to, answering questions, having a bit of fun. And the recording for people who missed that is also now on the Patreon um, page. So you can check it out and see what you missed out on. Level ups. We have a level up this week from Francesca May McMahon. McMahon. Um, sorry, I butchered that entirely. Uh, who says, I became a published fiction author for the first time this year and begun and finished my first draft of my novel. I also became a freelance copy editor and beta reader for a fellow author. I'm looking forward to moving into 2021 and plowing ahead on this journey. So that is an awesome level up. Yeah. I, I missed the start. Do you? You missed the start of the I, journey. I, no. Yeah. You don't? No, fuck no. Oh, mate. I think to go back to the beginning with the this site that I have now, like I'm watching people do the first bits. And I'm just being like, these are big moments. Remember them because this is what propels you. Yeah. No. So I don't mean... I love those steps, but I was so fucking miserable at the start in my day job. There is nothing. There is no amount of money that could pay me to go back there. Um, so, yeah, no, I do not miss those early days. I do miss the thrill of achieving um, like each stage. Like I just finished editing a book and like I'm just like, eh you know, what's yeah. my next task? You know, and I do miss when that was a momentous thing because you it is, it is. It's a big fucking deal like it is a big fucking deal like most people can't even finish a book let alone edit it or get it published mm. and you know the further we get into this the less we credit to ourselves I think for the work that we do so yeah, yeah. I definitely miss that um yeah not where I was no no I, I feel you there um the so last week we asked you the question what are your publishing predictions for the next one five and ten years and we had some comments sasha we did so kerry hardisky said this is a great episode i know this was mainly about publishing as a whole but i decided to plan out my own long-term goals i'm going to print out calendars for the next few years so i have a visual and can see all the things going on Edwin Downward said, the speed at which AI systems continually beat the predictions leave me unable to predict that far into the future. To paraphrase Joanna Penn, we are surfing a wave and like any wave, it could do anything based entirely on terrain we can't see. Mm -hmm. Chris Kane said, I agree with a lot of what y'all said, particularly in audio. Some authors will bust out in audio before words on paper slash screen. Authors will make pushes towards audio group promo in ways they are well versed in doing with ebooks, book funnel and prolific works giveaways, partial first in series, etc, etc. Direct sales are going to be how most of us make our money in the future because of the percent we actually earn from each sale. We may sell less than on other platforms, but we will earn more. Totally 
agree. I can see already just from um, the minor launch I did of my own web shop uh, that it will have a significant impact on the bottom line. I just need to promote it more. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Beautiful. Thank you everyone for getting your comments in. Um, now for the question oh of the week. Oh and I, I think, I, thi I know, and I've been teasing you all week, but I think this one's going to surprise you because okay. I feel like this might have been one that you were going to ask me at one point, but didn't. And now I'm bouncing it back. So the question, how do you deal with the increase? Let me try it again. How do you deal with the increased attention that success brings? Hmm. Because we've both been thinking about this one. Yeah. Um, oh, that's. It's really hard because what, like, first of all, you have to define what attention means, I suppose. Um, and um, I think oh, this is really hard question. This is a really hard question. Um, so, uh, so I, let's talk about what it means, first of all. So there are things like uh, receiving more comments on social media, on Instagram, in your Facebook group. There is things like receiving more emails from readers or um, like I have no, the more nonfiction I publish, the more just like random email questions people will send me like out of the blue, how do you do this? What does this mean? You know, um, and that's really difficult for me because I am not, I don't really like my inbox. I don't really like to communicate via email. I much prefer communicating either in Facebook or Instagram. However, I'm at the point where I get so many notifications of a day that if I haven't replied within 24 hours, I'm, I've probably not seen it. Um, and it's not that I don't want to see it. It's literally that I get every time I open Facebook, that that little notification button is 20 plus. Like even if I've only been gone for an hour, it I will come back and it's 20 plus. I cannot get through all of the comments. Otherwise I will only spend my time doing Facebook. Um, so, so there is there is the volume. That's that's probably the first thing. Um, and the other thing I was going to say. Oh, yeah. So that there is a there's a difference with with emails. I never mind helping people, um, but I have noticed an increase in the number of questions that could easily be googled. Um, and people will just send me questions instead of googling things. And I don't always reply to them anymore because I don't have time. Um, I think maybe one thing I should do is probably write some stock answers um, or write more books in different fields, which I can then point people to as an, as an answer. Um, then there's the psychological aspect of it, I suppose. And so, so that's like the physical aspect. And I, I definitely feel like I'm at a tipping point where there are more comments and notifications than I can be realistically expected to reply to. And that is amazing and shocking to me that I get that many notifications and also wonderful that that many people take the time to actually bother commenting on my stuff or, you know, tagging me in things. Um, and then there's a psychological aspect. And this is the 
probably the the biggest thing and I I for the vast majority of the time uh brush everything off I'm a bit of a a, a solid metal wall and 99.9% of things just don't get through the good stuff doesn't get through the bad stuff doesn't get through and then every so often I will have something that will so it will basically nuke the wall that I have and just fucking ruin me for ages and there have been two occasions when that has happened and I, I wonder if I can say them I don't want anybody to feel like 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 they're identifiable because I know nobody has meant anything you know I'm sure they didn't mean it badly so the first one was a review which I will talk about because I you know fuck you um so basically <laughs> somebody wrote a review um and complained that my voice was so irritating they felt like I was like Janice from Friends. wow and then Janice. they yeah and then they used a gif in the review yeah and I was so taken aback by this personal attack um the other thing that I found really funny was that they had um read the book more than once because you can see how many times people have read the book so th that was a bit of a turning point for me with reviews and um it took me a bit of time to process that and then to be like yeah fuck you you're just not my audience and after that I was like I super sized I put my voice on steroids because I was like it's I'm okay with people not liking my writing voice you know just means I'm not your audience if you don't like my humor that's cool that's fine but if any like I just made it 10 times bigger because then I really niche down and find the people who do like my voice so like I had to work through that psychologically and get and turn that negative into a positive and that is really hard and um you can't expect yourself to ever be able to do that like overnight it just doesn't happen it takes time you have to be comfortable with yourself you have to you go through the pain of like accepting and acknowledging that some of the things they said might be right but actually that's okay and so that was a process um and now I like I know everybody says not to read reviews and stuff and for the most part I try not to but also I'm at the point now where they just don't bother me so if I see a one-star review or or if I get a like a, a, a what are they called a um troll comment on my um Instagram or whatever I just fucking ignore it and I just don't care I don't have time for trolls um and if you didn't like my book cool don't buy another one <laughs> like that's the end of it now the other I just don't know whether to talk about this or not um I know where you're going I think yeah and it's really hard I don't know whether you think I don't know whether I should or not um okay so I write in two genres and I obviously give advice about writing and um I never because of the way I started giving this advice, I wasn't giving advice. I was just sharing the lessons that I had learned. And because of that, I never really saw myself as an authority on craft. I was just literally sharing what I had learned. And then I put those lessons, I collated those lessons and just happened to put them in a book which is great until you realize that um you know some people 
will read my nonfiction and then intentionally go and read my fiction to see how that translates. And um, I've had, I would say, four or five people direct message me and tell me that that is what they are doing. They are reading my fiction in order to see how good of a writer I am, essentially. And every single time I get told that, it cripples me. The very first time it happened, I stopped writing for two months. No, almost three months. Three months. It's my full-time fucking job, and I didn't write for nearly three months. And so it was a big lesson to me that um, just because I think I'm doing something in terms of like sharing lessons that doesn't mean that that's how other people are perceiving it and you know yes okay obviously now I am giving craft advice um, and so I have to accept that um, but the, the the problem came and this is half of the reason it's taken me so long to finish Trey is that I don't feel like my young adult series is reflective of how like my the, the the level at which I'm at now it, in terms of writing and and it's incredibly difficult for me to know that I have edited Trey and I'm about you know next year early next year I will be publishing Trey and it's not reflective of my what I feel is my level of writing ability and I have to publish that knowing that because that is in voice for the series um, and it's in the style and the tone of the rest of the series and it, it's a very un uncomfortable position for me to be putting out books that I know don't necessarily reflect what I want them to reflect because I've written as much as I can to market or to trope or whatever um, and that's why I'm so keen to get the scent of death out because I do feel like that will be more reflective of my ability. And of course you can never get, a book is like V.E. Schwab talks about them being like glass orbs. And you know, the minute you come, minute you start putting pen to paper, you drop and smash the orb. And you know, the whole process of trying to get it to publication is trying to fix it as best you can. Um, I love that so much. I know, right? It's so true because so you will true. never, you will never- Write the book you want to write. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I feel like scent from what I've written so far will be closer to that than any of the other books I've written, which is why I'm so keen to do it. But it is, it is something I have to accept, something that I have to live with if I am going to continue to write craft books. And I don't, have an answer like I don't feel like I have um like come I don't feel like I'm at balance no that's not the right word I don't feel like I have come I, I don't know what the, I don't know how to describe it I am still grappling with this concept and um it is also giving me issues writing side characters as well um, and I but I just think that this is one of those things that I will have to live with um, it's not going to stop me from publishing. Um, it just took me a bit longer to publish Trey and it won't take me 
as long to publish scent because I have done work on it mentally you know and then I went and wrote sirens it was I just vomited the 20k novella out immediately so I have obviously processed and done some work but it's definitely doesn't sit well with me um and yeah it makes me vulnerable like when you are sorry I'm, I'm gonna round up now uh, so that you get to talk <laughs> this is the Sasha show um, this is my rest <laughs> yeah um like I think that when you are putting pieces of yourself creatively out into the world you will always be making yourself vulnerable um and I don't like making myself vulnerable I like to have a hard exterior that people cannot get through don't even fucking think about contradicting me you bastard I know that you're gonna say I'm gooey on the inside fuck you I'm not I'm dead on the inside anyway moving on <clears throat> um, this is where yeah. I'm gonna just put in the clip of you reading that thing <laughs> <laughs> um you know, I don't like yeah. I, I I definitely have a stiff upper British lip mm. and um, I, I don't like to be vulnerable and being a creative and an author and having some kind of publicly accessible persona, whatever that is, um, does make you vulnerable. And that is something that people I think should be aware of because I feel like it creeps up on us. Like you are just doing your thing, you're doing your thing, you're doing your thing. And all of a fucking sudden you wake up one morning and you get a lot more attention. You get people coming up to you in Waterstones going, oh, you do the Rebel Author podcast. or Which is a thing. Which is a thing. Like that genuinely happened. I um, had a guy buy a guitar from my house and he recognised me in my books. Exactly. So, you know, like it happens and you don't think it's going to happen and it's really weird when it happens. Um, and I think that coming to accept it and dealing with it, the only thing that will get you through is intentionally working on it, on separating yourself from it and allowing time because time is the greatest of, you know, healers and all those cliches. There you go. I mean, can you figure out why I asked the question? Uh, because I just finished Trey, you motherfucker. It's not even oh? particularly that. Like, if anything, it's a very, very selfish question. Oh, uh, okay. So, oh, okay, yeah. yeah okay. Like, to, I, I could answer this in two words. So if I were to ask myself, how do I deal with the increased attention that success brings? The first very word is well. not. <laughs> and the second word is well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the, the latter half of 2020 has been a real journey for me. And I think a lot of that is apparent in the conversations we've had on this show, where even though we've asked different questions, it's centered a lot around the same theme. And I, I don't even know where to start with it from my side. Like, so I, for the longest time, have been writing fiction. I have been writing fiction myself. I have been ghostwriting. We had an episode earlier this year on imposter syndrome. And my answer then was I don't get imposter syndrome because when it comes to fiction, I shut the fuck up. When, <laughs> when it comes to writing fiction, I, I stand by what I said then, like I write the book that I want to read. And so as long as I'm happy with it, obviously like sales and stuff definitely help. Um, but as long as I'm happy with it, as long as I'm confident that it's the best product that I can put out there, I'm happy with it. With ghost writing, I'm writing books for other people. I'm behind a wall of invisibility. There's no, there's no repercussions on me. And for a while, because of what I've done with Hawk and Cleaver and the other stories and Devil's Rock, 
in terms of fiction arena, I thought that I knew what it was to have attention. Because don't get me wrong, like I have fans, I have readers, I have like people that message me on Facebook about my books and my stories and stuff. And it's fantastic. And I love it because we we connect over art and it's a mutual. Like, I feel like I'm putting out, like the book is the barrier between us, which I don't know if that translates as well as like it, it means in my head, but it's it's a mutual point of conversation in which, again, like once I've once I've wrapped up the book, I'm done. Like I'm not touching it anymore. Like I've just, that's a piece of time and I don't bind myself to that. But this year, gone into the nonfiction arena, haven't I? And this year, I've offered author services. And this year, I've put myself in positions in which I'm essentially naked. Like, I'm just... Like, well, there's a fucking image. <laughs> <laughs> need to redesign those fungo pops. Um, yeah. No, don't. <laughs> but, like, in terms of vulnerability, like, I'm putting myself out there. I am putting myself across as some kind of thought leader some kind of authority and particularly with things like book coaching like I've known for the longest time that I can ask good questions and I can carry interviews and I can chat to people and, I'm, and, and one thing I've always prided myself on is I, I make friends I can make friends very easily I find just people easy to talk to so coaching isn't too far a step from that apart from obviously the fact you need the skill to back it up and putting myself in a position in which it's literally just one-on-one -on -one and it's me working with other authors is terrifying and humbling and amazing and like th there's there's nowhere to hide and since I've stepped into this arena I have had what was essentially an overwhelming amount of people just reaching out to me and remarking on my character in a, in a positive way like don't get me wrong there was nothing negative about it but except I had me who except you because you're, you're an absolute <laughs> bitch but like I had I didn't I had a, like a two three week period a couple of months ago in which I just didn't know how to handle it because again for the longest time as a fiction author you're hiding behind your persona whereas the arena that I'm stepping into it's me and it's all of me and it's transparent and it's honest and it's genuine and like I feel like there's no other way to be and I don't know I was I'm pretty sure it was you I was talking to her. I was just like it felt like the strangest thing because for years I wanted to be in a position in which I can actually like help people and help authors and make a difference and positively impact other people and this year I've had the opportunity to do that and having that moment of reality kind of twist and to know that I am good at it is something that I really 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 struggle with mostly because I'm terrified of ego which in essence then will stop me developing the ego but I've seen a lot of people who take to this arena and they suddenly get this bravado and they just become assholes. I'm not going to name names, um, but like, it's very, very easy to get overconfident and to get cocky once you have a few successes up your sleeve. Mm -hmm. And then similarly to you, like in terms of like social media notifications, in terms of just like connections that I've made and people are reaching out and asking questions and stuff, it's just grown to the point that like taking that time off to rest and taking that time to give yourself headspace and stuff. I'm now particularly with 2021 I'm, I'm going to be much firmer in terms of like setting my own boundaries and making sure that like I have time to decompress and that's part of like not working the evenings and that's part of like some other stuff that we can go into at a later date but yeah it's it's just been a real it's been a real journey because it's I I did have a just a three two three week period of just full-on imposter syndrome of just not knowing how to handle it all because again like I've run I run like short story workshops 
I've put myself out there on the podcast, but it's these direct interactions that are, that are having the effect on me because I feel like the more you put yourself out there in this kind of arena, the more people put their faith in you. And that's such a privileged position to be in. But at the same time, it holds a lot of, I feel like it holds a lot of responsibility. In essence, they're responsible for what they do, but by looking at you as this beacon of something to help them. I don't know, I don't know. So I completely understand what you're saying. Um, and I, I think I experience the same issue, but on the other front, I struggle more with the fiction. Mm. But the, the, this is what, what I was gonna say about that, is that faith, or you know that um, uh, I don't know what the word is. Maybe respect people have, or or w- whatever that word is that we're looking for. What I try to no, I don't try. I do it. What I do is I make sure I am one hundred percent myself. Mm. Um, and in doing that, I can only be myself, and that gives me the reassurance that um you know i will never be or become something that i'm not and i get sometimes people say to me oh you know i really like that you do make yourself vulnerable god damn it i wish i didn't do that but apparently (laughs) (laughs) no but you know um i will admit mistakes i've made i will um tell people the things I fucked up or how I feel about you know like just saying all of this stuff about that you know the mindset around the comments and 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 Trey like every time I talk about Trey I always talk about the troubles that I have had and yes I've got a fucking potty mouth yes I tend to climb into buildings legally and do naughty things but you know what (laughs) just to get photos let's expand on that no um but you know but like this is like this is a thing and I think that one of the ways around that like mindset worry or the imposter syndrome is is just by embracing yourself in every possible way that you can and if you are only putting yourself out there then you it means you're never gonna try to be something that you're not and therefore you know you what I'm trying to say like and and that is still like with my books like I look at the villains book now despite it having sold thousands and thousands of copies I look at it and I'm like oh I wish I'd added a chapter on this I wish I'd done that I don't really like that voice you know my voice is developed but like that is who I was then and those were the lessons that I had learned and I still that is still how I approach my books now my non-fiction like with side characters I can only put in the lessons that I have learned so far like does that mean it's not gonna be the most comprehensive book in the world well I don't know because I only know what I know you know and I am I'm okay with that I will share because I will share as much as I humanly possibly can because that's the type of person I am I want to put in a hundred percent and I want to make sure that whatever I'm creating is valuable and as long as I am doing that and I'm trying to you know give as much as possible then it doesn't it doesn't almost doesn't matter what other people say because I know I did my best and that is all I can do Um, and if people like it that is fucking awesome if people don't like it oh sorry go find another craft book you know um but yeah I think being myself and knowing that I put in as much effort as I humanly can 
saves me on the mindset side Same of for me what fiction, you're yeah. talking about yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it is a uh... It's a journey. It's a hell of a journey. And I, again, and when uh, Luke was on the Great Writers Share, a little preview for you, for you guys, um, we spoke a little bit about when we started the Story Studio podcast back in 2016. And I definitely, because I've listened back to some of the early episodes, and I definitely was trying to pretend to be something that I wasn't. And it's bizarre because I think when you start a podcast, you, you think, oh, it has to be formal. You have to be like this authority and all this stuff. So there's so much bluster and there's so much bravado of, and I, and because it's me and because I remember what I was like in my head at that time, I probably noticed it more than anyone else, but there's so much where I'm sort of talking in uh, definitives and absolutes about things. And at the time I didn't even know if it was true or not. And then you look at the progress from sort of there to now in which we're doing this podcast and everything's transparent. It's all laid on the table. It's informal. It's just us. It's just, this is author life. And it just flips around entirely, but I feel so much more um, at ease and comfortable with these kind of discussions because once you can get to a point in which you are honest with who you are and yourself, it becomes very, very easy to engage that with other people and to stick by like who you are. Because like you say, the minute you start lying and pretending to be something you're not, you, you've then got a secret to protect. Mm-hmm. And the less of those you have, just the better. So yeah. um yeah, I mean, all of this to say, it's it's difficult. Uh, particularly, the notifications get to me. Um, lots and lots of friend requests from people I've never met. That, yeah. Like, no offense to people who I haven't accepted. Like, I, I'm not accepting. I'm, I'm not really active on Facebook in that way, anyway. But I don't often like accept. I've just got loads just in a chain in the in the queue of like just people that have added me. People that comment on like my personal posts who I've never spoken to in real life. Like, there's just so many areas where people are popping up like instagram and like emails and and it's like it's, it's a fantastic thing to be in a position where people feel like they can reach out to you and that there's value in that um but yeah and I'm, I'm nowhere near i think as close to the edge as you are with your notifications with your 1000 plus strong facebook group um but yeah it's it's growing and it's there's definitely lessons to be learned in terms of setting boundaries, working out the ways to deal with it. And I think the best thing or the the thing that I'm going to employ the most is just very, very black and white rules on how I respond to it. Um, Not necessarily like in negative ways, but just if I can blanket my responses to certain things, that should hopefully make it a lot easier to to deal with in the long run. There we go. Awesome. Cool. How are we levelling up our business? Oh, the only thing I didn't think about. Um, I'm going to rest. No, I'm going to rest. Because this will be Christmas week, won't it? This will be Christmas week. Uh, yeah. yeah. It'll yeah. be Tuesday so, before Christmas. I'm going to take some time off. I'm going to read some books. I'm going to binge some watch some Netflix. I don't know I'm where glorious. that came from. Yeah, basically, I spend some time with my family. All that good stuff nice and the audience question we're going to ask you guys is how do you deal with the increased attention that success brings or if you are earlier on in your journey start thinking ahead to what systems or strategies will you have in place to try and deal with that increased level of attention yeah cool um thank you everyone for joining and we will see you after christmas have a great one bye bye Hungry for more? If you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more of my angelic accent and Dan's dulcet tones on our other podcasts. For more of me, check out the Great Writer Share podcast.
to more of me, listen to the Rebel Author Podcast. We'll be back next week holding each other to account as Dan and Sasha become Next Level Authors. Come on. She makes my beard look much more impressive than I feel it is. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) But look at that power couple. Uh, (laughs) Is that what we are now? Is that what we are? Power couple, mate. I'm taller than you as well. She's got that right. (laughs) My hair. Has she got it right? Oh, yeah, she has got it right. Your queef. Even like the Hamilton lettering. Like she's added shade, like embossing to the lettering in Hamilton. It is so ridiculously talented. It is unfucking believable.